Hello, everyone. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dante Zampetti, Loan Officer of Movement Mortgage, specializing in helping veterans use the benefits they have earned. Know a veteran who has questions on the VA home loan benefits? Dante can help. Call him at 937-522-5419 to learn more. Dante Zampetti, NMLS number 1452256, Movement Mortgage Supports, Equal Housing Opportunity, NMLS ID, 39179www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org and let's get into it. Bam, I'm all hopped up. I'm I'm vibing today. I am hopped up on caffeine. Everybody all over the place. Everybody said Ben's not been bringing the energy. Here I am, folks. Put your pipe down. No, um, man, I'm all hopped up. Long day yesterday. Yeah, what'd you do? Well, I got my typical 4.55 time, and I did not get home till 7.38. I was just, it's annoying. Sometimes oh, it's dude. annoying. Frustrating. 12-hour days. Oh, what? Putting well, in the work for a 12-hour day. This is a lot going on. Dude. Negotiating offers. It was all good stuff, but. how many? What's baby countdown look like right now? September 23rd, so tw- about three weeks. Any day now. Any day now. Things like a water balloon. It's 23, just about ready to 23 go. days um, full term. Yeah, like whatever they say full term is, but 23 days. What do I got going? Okay, looking at bringing a buyer's agent. ISA comes on September 7th. Who was um, the person you were meeting kid? with this morning? The buyer's agent. Oh, okay. Because the other lady, we're still not sure if she's going to be staying or not based off her nice. husband's job, but. She's definitely interested, but either way, I mean, she should be two or three months out before she got done testing. So looking at this one right now, the help takeover maybe help solidify some stuff. And then if she fits, and then we'll go from there. Perfect. So I saw I, that you threw her into contract class already. Well, she's licensed and everything. She's already here. I'm her sponsor. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's do it money. I make money on that. Profit share. If you have questions, you can reach me at Trent at the barge team.com. And That's I'm okay with that. You can guys can go ahead. Through, <laughs> you can go through Trent. He'll it's do mutual. The work. It's yeah, beneficial that way. Of that. Do yeah. you guys know how a pyramid works? Because yeah. <laughs> well, it's not quite a pyramid. It's not a pyramid scheme because I can make you can make more money than me doing it, which obvi- which makes yeah. it not a pyramid. But scheme. the interesting part is if I recruit someone and then if they recruit someone, that person, it's seven people down. You actually make more money. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the math know. doesn't. I don't know how they broke that down, but I don't care because it's just fun money. People that a lot more money. intelligent than I did created that system. Yes, and it was voted on and accepted by Killer Williams agents because that's how Killer Williams works. Yeah, but anyways, uh, just busy, man. I got a lot going on. Yeah, a lot, a lot. What are you most lot. excited for right now? Uh, I'm actually more anxious. Don't than say anything. the kid. No, I'm, I'm more. It's all right now. It's anxiety. Where from? Everything, man. So got a rental done. Well, got it rented. They're moving in on the fourth. Congrats. Just put a thousand dollar water heater in there and I'll be putting a thousand dollar softener in there. It's the only bad thing about this house that you have a softener. But got that. So I gotta get that hurry up and a few little things to finish there. And then the ISA thing, I'm like, crap, I gotta figure out processing for her to search stuff. Yeah. And then trying to figure out stuff for a buyer's agent, which the one that's talking to, she's already licensed, wasn't planning on that. I thought I had two months to potentially get like a 30, 60, 90 uh-huh. down. So now I'm like, oh no, like I'm not going to turn down a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, had a few, had a few things to do for like magazines I'll be in. And then 
uh, the baby and then finishing stuff at our house, getting things ready. We still gotta go find a mattress. We've been talking about that for two years. Baby mattress or a mattress for you? Grown up mattress. Like we don't want to spend two grand on a mattress. I just sold one. Why, why didn't you buy that? A used mattress? Yeah. Someone bought that? Dude, somebody bought that like in two hours. I'm pretty sure selling used mattresses is illegal technically. Is it? They got that tag on there and the furniture. I think oh. it's, I think you're not supposed to because bed bugs and things, but nonetheless. Somebody bought it. Just a lot going on in every facet of life, which is pretty much normal. Yeah. You know, my wife did not make her life easy. But that's fun, right? Yeah. Easy. Uh, I, I was thinking about that. I was always like, sometimes I just want to be like the guy who doesn't care and just like takes a week off for no reason. But I'm like, at the same time, I'd be bored and have anxiety because I'm yeah. not doing something. All right. So I, f- I saw the coolest thing and maybe I've already said it on the pod, but it's got me so reinvigorated. Oh, this episode sponsored by Corona Light. Oh, we lost our sponsor. No, did you say the sponsor? No, I just said Dante. Yeah, I was oh, joking because we're drinking Corona Light. Dante listens to our podcast to see if we still say it. So he has every, to pay us. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I should say it twice. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. If, by the way, sponsors, we are, Dante is. Bro, we're looking for like home inspectors, home uh, inspectors, title covers, yeah. and we get in on it. I think it's great. We're All going right. on the downloads. We're not we're, doing too shabby. 15 episodes in. Look at us. So. Joe Rogan 2.0. We, we uh, super, super cliche, but I was like, man, this that guy, that gets me fired up. All right. So what? I'm scrolling through Facebook or maybe my wife sent it to me. It doesn't matter. It's one of those like gif or memes or whatever yeah and it's a it's a lecturer guy giving a lecture okay it says being richest uh being poor is hard being rich is hard choose your heart oh yeah yeah yeah. i'm like oh that gets me fired up hey you fired up oh yeah i don't know it's why, cool it but makes it's sense. so true but it's yeah. like because it, i i think i've been bitching like man this is it's it's been tough it's hard it's long hours you know you're up till one two a.m mm-hmm. up it's at like, four up at four but then it's like man like i've also been poor and I was not fun. I would rather be up at 2 a.m. than I would be. Ties what we said last week, kind of, which we just launched that. Sorry about that. A little low, a little slow on that. But, uh, you know, you can find excuses everywhere. Yeah. You just got to look at yourself and be like, all right, what do I want to do? How do I get there? Have determination and faith and belief, self-actualization, all that fun stuff. And yeah. boom, eventually it'll work out persistent. Yeah. You got to stick with it. But that is a good quote, though. I, I, it's so it's it's just like a cliche, but I'm like, man, that, let's go, let's go. How long did that last? I'm ready to put my head through. That was two weeks ago. Okay, put I'm your head through the window. I got four the of them. Pick one. Well, hardo. Trent's got an <laughs> office with a window. If you guys didn't know, Ben's in penitentiary. I was in the number one office, office number one in our office, and I said, you know what? He somebody, wasn't number one in our office. Somebody he had one of the first offices. Somebody, as you by. I had the first office when you walked by. I said, somebody. Somebody needs this more than I do. So I moved to an, a, a bigger office, a, a more grand office is how they would describe mm, it. By grand, you mean no windows I am, in a closet. I technically have a corner office. <laughs> corner I mean, office, no view. Corner you, office means if, you have a if corner you, windows. If you look at the layout of our office, I have a corner office. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is you there have a corner? Like a corner office inside a broom closet. I have a corner <laughs> office with standing desk. Okay. Two of them. From Ikea. Yeah, one's broken. I have to hand crank like a 1950s <laughs> car window. That's trendy, right? Listen. We're it's eating, broke? The bolt. Oh, yeah. You I broke them? I built it backwards. So you so jammed the, it in. Yeah. Oh. So now the bar just like clicks every time you spin. I probably got... I probably got three months on that before it's just toast. I've ruined any mechanics inside of it. 
That's actually pretty funny. But um, so what's new? What is I had? Yeah, I had something I, I want to bring up, but I brain farted okay. right before this. So thirty, sixty, ninety, so talking okay. buyers agents. Yeah, right. So this can kind of go for bringing on a lot of people. Here's a big thing I'm having mm-hmm. right now. So what? we brought the two buyers agents on. One of them is so green, right? Yep. Never. Or they're both green. Well, so here's the difference, mm-hmm. right? One is so green, never sold a house, hadn't done a showing or anything like that, never really had done any type of real estate. He's fresh out of college, right? Right. The other one has sold multiple properties, uh, started investing in properties. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, That's different. Okay. Yeah, so, I was confused. You yeah, so... <laughs> Um, he, he's, he's doing flips. Um, okay. Okay. That's different. Gotcha. 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 So they're totally different. Right. And one knows what pretty much knows what he's talking about. Like the only thing that he's struggling with, in my opinion, is, um, the different verbiage. Okay. You know, okay. You're an investor has a different conversation. A buyer has a different conversation than a realtor. An Um, investor has a business conversation, not a lifestyle conversation. Exactly. And he, um, just needs to get a basics of the contract, and once he gets that down, he's you start fine. rolling. Yeah, and okay. he's, I mean, he's he was in management for years and years, so he's very he's much organized, detailed. He's got it. He yeah, can he's got it, and he's going to be super easy. But so when I'm writing this thirty, sixty, ninety, and they're both coming on at the same time, how the hell do you juggle that? Right? How do I go tell same thirty, sixty? Every buyer agent, he might. I can. I can. I know you're gone. Yes, experienced guy can move faster. It doesn't have to take ninety days. Yep. The new guy. Should take 90 days, yeah, but not much longer. Because the things on our 30, 60, 90, like the first 30 days are getting acclimated to systems, right? learning scripts, learning the contract, um, some shadowing, but I also want you in production. Like I want you in production right away. Oh, that's so funny. I, I'm slightly different, but go. But oh, so yeah, like when it, I yeah. say in production, I mean- I know what you're saying. I'm going to send you out there with leads. Like Ooh, go okay. do it. And okay. it's paid off. I mean, it really has paid off for them so far. Okay. Um, now the, the first initial leads we've given them are being kind of a lead dump, right? So just clean these up, see if there's anything viable, even some good stuff. Like I've put, okay. like I've, I've probably given them five leads because you're right scared to give them leads. I was like, good leads. would they screw them up? And we're all like, you fucking screw up leads. Up? Yeah. We all screw up leads. So I probably yeah. of them. It's probably two A's, two B's and a C. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm like work these, but now at that point, okay, I just gave you five. Now you need to come up with, so by the end of our, by the end of the 30 days, you need to have in mine, mm-hmm. four A buyers. And I'm calling an A buyer a 30 day out buyer. Now are they going to be leads? You gave them and they have to be fresh. I, like the, they make. It can be a juggle, right? Okay. So I can send them a lead and if they turn it into an A, that's an A. What's a qualification of an A? 30 days out from a per, from writing a contract. Okay. 30 days or sooner. So 30, then 60 to 90, and then 90 plus. Yes. ABC. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's my that's my definition. And so my ultimate goal by the day 90 is that they're juggling 10 A buyers. So that's putting them about three to four contracts a week. Now that's what the Logan Group has written down. <laughs> no, three to four contracts a month, right? Because if they're 30 yeah. days out, they're closing three to four deals a month, which is what you would want. Yeah, with the fallout rate percentage. With the fallout yeah, rate, because gotcha, they're gotcha. not, if you get 10 A buyers, they're not buying that week, right? Remember, they're 30 days out, so right. one could buy now, one could you, buy now. I got you, I got you. So yes. yeah. if I want them to have an average of three to four closings, which is what you and I are doing on average, right? If you're doing 52 transactions a year, on average, right? 
Mm-hmm. So my business is 87%. Now I'm just talking shit. Now, I'm, now I just need you to go back. But my business, 87% listings and 13% buyers. There's that huge swing for me. If he did what I did, try to get two clients per listing, you, I'm telling you right now, I, I got it down that if I can get my listings in the first three months of next year, the rest of my year, I should technically hit my goal for next year by fourth, fifth month of the year. Dude, that's on what, track, like beyond on track. My, we, I've said it forever. Bid has always missed out on the buyers. Yes. He should have destroyed a lot of people in the office last year or even the year before. He just didn't want, which now benefit if hindsight's 2020, but at the same time, you did all listings. Yes. And then I slowed down because I worked a lot of buyers towards the end of last year. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I, if I focus on those listings like I have now, things grow and you get a few buyers off the listings and you don't have to pay for them. I, I would love to hear, I would love to hear like a Gary or somebody tell me like, did I fuck that up or did I do it right? Because right now- Here's like, the thing, you can never really screw it up because it's just an experience. I, you just I've, learn from it. Be like, okay, I'm really good at getting listings. Yeah. Now- it's easier to get buyers since, in his listings. Since we've had, so I think you're probably on the right track. Well, since we've had the manpower now to work sign calls, yeah, we're getting leads that I'm like, holy shit, where are these leads coming from? Because it's like, wait a second. You I'm, lose track of them. Yeah, I've lost track of them. But now all I have to do is put them into command or whatever CRM you use, right. send them a text, and now I know that that lead's being worked. And somebody Hopefully, who was a yes. hot, yeah, somebody who's a hot well, sign you have call. the people to do it too. Exactly. Hey, tilt that down a little bit more so it's a better, better angle, just a few inches. Can you get it? Um, no, you're absolutely right because a little higher, a little higher. That's a little too much. There you go. There you go. That's better. Turn it, turn it that way. You're fat. You're fat. This is going on Instagram, by the way. Um, yeah. Um, that's the thing I ran into too. I, I told my coach, it's like, you can see like the leads I need to kind of close out to get my goal for the year of 75. And I told my, my coach was funny. She's like, She's like, you have the opposite problem every agent. You can get and convert leads and get them. Your only problem is kind of staying on top of them and following up. I was like, yeah. I was like, I just can't do that. She's like, everyone else has a problem with getting anybody and you don't seem to have a problem like getting any reasonable lead. Like leads anyone who kind of says they're interested. Yep. I got so many of them. I told her, I was like, I kind of pick and choose if they're not ready to buy or, or sell kind of right away. Like I'll stay in touch if I kind of remember Same. or said every month. I just can't do it. And I told her, I was like, and then you get someone in there and she's like, once you, she's like, maybe you stop and take a step back. Cause I told her, I was like, before I was working on my business too much, like from the outside yeah. overview and working on getting things ready. Now I'm working in it. Cause I got eight, six, seven deals going on for September two for October already. Yeah. boy. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I'm getting back in that whole roller coaster. Like I'm focused on these. I told her, I was like, she's like, maybe you just, you know, you give up, you know, you gotta give up some time somewhere. So maybe you just stop lead gen knowing you're going to slow down next couple months to get things ready. So yeah. You can grow. I was like, yeah, but I was like, I really haven't lead gen at all. I'll make a few calls and I get good connections. Like I, I made like five calls in the week and I've had five out five conversations, four of them being good. I, I would. I don't say- know what to tell her. And I was just like, so I got, she's like, maybe you can stop. I was like, internally, I was like, I don't fucking want to stop. I was like, or I could do everything still and just figure it yes. out. <laughs> I, I am. I, I think you <laughs> and I stressful. are with the exact same thing like if somebody asked me how to get leads in real estate and that's pretty, typically their big problem I'm like oh leads are easy just call yeah call open house facebook like i i can get you the leads yeah it's just i don't have time to follow up with every single lead yes. like so now that we're bringing somebody on there's no reason that we should not yeah. be doing 100 plus units next year you know it's kind of crazy i i'll think about sometimes i like self-doubt myself i'm like okay 110 units 
okay and you look at what it can do but then i'll like it's like i'm motivated but at the same time i subconsciously i'm kind of like i'll undercut myself a little bit be like uh, can i really do that well what do i need to do do i have the right people you know what i mean you kind of yeah it's not like obvious like i had to kind of think of like oh why do i keep like i'm not self-sabotaging but second guessing myself yeah i mean i could do 500 units next year look at the local group anyone could do it it's just like okay what does it take to get there and what do you gotta do yeah that's all you gotta do um to get there so it's not hard you just gotta figure out the numbers the calls the money you gotta spend on lead and advertising and go but i think it's this is the first year we've spent money on advertising and lead generation i'm like man it's it's pretty nice dude i'm telling you right now i can see how i don't fall into the trap and not lead generating yes just paying that's what so and I cautioned you with this before, but like with the Zillow, I told you like, that's what I did. And I ended up getting these buyers who weren't quite ready. They kept yeah. fucking around. And I'm just like, what, where's my business going? That's why I had three, three, four. And I go to, guess what happened in September where I go up to yeah. like seven listings on a contract and only one buyer. Where the other ones were three, three units in June, two buyers, three units in July, two buyers, four units in August, three buyers. And they only had one listing on each side. And then also I go to September with like seven, eight listings and one buyer. I just, you know, whatever you focus on expands. Talk about that. And that's exactly. So I'm like, I guess when I was focused on buyers, the lady I was interviewing today, I was like, listen, she's like, oh yeah, we're going through the interview process. She's like, you just need a, you know, yeah, you got to delegate. I'm like, no, I'm not delegating. I'm saying you're taking the buyers. I was like, there's no delegating. Like you're taking the buyers. I was like, I want to focus on my specialty. What I think I'm good at, which is listings. And I want you to focus only on buyers. I was like, if you yes. can do that, we're both going to be good. And I was like, and I just did a quick draw. Like, okay, you get so busy. You're probably going to do about 40 some units before you can't do anymore. Then we look at you hiring a showing agent, not me. I'll help you in that process, but you're going to pay me hourly late, press part of your commission, but you're going to do 60 units. And you're still going to make 150% of the commission instead of 200%. What's wrong with that? So, so what's, what's your split on it? Mine will be the same as always. 50-50? No, we're starting off for 0 to 6 is 70-30. 7 to 12 is 65-35. And then 12 plus deals is 60-40. Nice. Because I really want to do 70-30. But we'll see how this goes. Because I I have the ISA going. I have the admin. Mm -hmm. My goal is every lead that she gets, maybe not right away, we'll have to like fix it. Bravely, she gets should be kind of cooking, simmering. She just got to turn the fire up. I'll tell you, I wish I would have brought on a showing agent first. I don't know. Because now that I, now that I've got the two buyer's agents and it's like, wait a second, all I had to do is pre-qual them and just go open up a house. Yeah, I don't, I rather, I don't know. Because you know how it is. You I build that relationship that. with them. I do see that. But you don't work buyers very, too much. I mean, because they have to be able to have that conversation. You have to be able to sit in that house when you're showing someone a house. Be like, this is what you said you wanted. Okay. You're crossing eight or ten, nine out of the ten things you needed. Yeah. Why are we not running an offer? Well, you know, just not quite feel right. I, was like, I get that. that talks are you willing to wait another three months because your lease is up in two months? And I'm not saying buy a house that you don't want, but I'm also saying this is what's out there. If this doesn't work, maybe now is not the right time. I, I'm better off like cutting the quarter somebody than keep showing them waste some time. I learned that the hard way. That's why I was saying like I was working those buyers all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? I'd rather have someone else work them, have that hard conversation while I'm still doing the other stuff because we're getting leads off listings. I kind of don't want to tell you this, but you should look at it quickly. I am. It's nice. It, how is the text to lead? 
Um, not bad. I mean, you will get people who are like, why would you not tell me that you fucker? I'm just kidding with you. Um, because I had one lady text. She's like, Oh yeah, I was just looking for, I sent it to my friend, but she has an agent. I was like, Oh, that's not a problem. I was like, are you looking for a house? She's like, I won't be looking until next year. I was like, okay, that's not a problem. Or when's your lease up? She's like, whatever, March. I was like, great. Is it okay if I just kind of stay in contact with you? And then, um, when time's right, we can meet, figure out what you want to do. Get you pre-qualified. She's like, yeah, that's great. So imagine if any other agent, they're like, oh, okay, thanks. They hang up the phone. Yeah. Just ask the next question. And now there, she's a year out. Okay. She's a potential. Great. You're up. Great. Great. Before I'd be like, Line oh no, I need to find someone now. But I'm like, okay, there's three grand commission, $100,000, probably $100,000 buyer or less around there potentially for next year. That's so, 3,000 bucks. Great. Yep. That puts me one hundredth of the way to my goal. That's I will, awesome. I, I think I'm being re, also reinvigorated by the uh, everything's everything pays. Do you remember? Yes. Shout out Tammy Holland. Why does she not listen to this? Uh, she probably doesn't know because you don't tell anyone about it. That's your girl. Tammy Holland is a, a is an agent. She our, bought a dog from me. <laughs> Tammy Tammy's a great agent, so she does listen to this. Shout out Tammy. But she told me a story when she got started. Uh, not even when she got started, when she was selling a lot. Yeah. She told me that somebody called in um, to the office and said, can you help me? I'm trying to buy a trailer home. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And uh, she was like, uh, she's like, I've been, I've asked like 10 people and nobody will call me back. I just need to buy this trailer home. He was like, okay, I'll, I'll help you. Not going to make anything. I'm it's not going to make anything. She probably made $100. And, you know, Tammy at this point is probably selling $25 million worth of houses a year. And maybe I don't, I don't know what her numbers were, but she was, she was crushing it. <laughs> yeah. She's doing good. And she helps this person out. And I guess it turned into like five referrals for like a million dollars total. Yeah. Her daughter, her sister and all that yeah, stuff. Her yeah. sister wanted to buy and sell. And then her sister and all she did was help somebody out. See, the funny thing is I had, I always say like, whether it's a fifty thousand dollar buyer, four hundred, you pretty much treat everyone the same. Obviously, some people need more care than others. Like some are more attention grabbers. Not, it's more the personality, not the price yeah. range. Usually, I, I totally agree. Some usually. people are like, "Oh, it's always the lower end buyers who need the hand holding." It's like, no, I've got, I've <laughs> got, I've got buyers who have purchased one hundred fifty thousand dollars who don't want me to follow up with them until they show up to the closing table and they're happy as can be. Yeah. I've had $750,000 sellers where I had to show up to the house once a week to meet with them. And the lady I was interviewing today, she's like, you know, we, there's a question with the, the KPA we ran and they're like, um, it said something like, you know, there's some incident where it's like, do you treat people differently? And she's like, at her one job, she worked for like a mission place where people go on missions. And she was, um, she's like, you know, they treat like the rich people differently than would someone who came in and, They'd be like, no, we can't help you. I'm like, well, I get that. I mean, let's be honest. People who go on mission trips aren't supported by uh, middle, low-income people. It's usually supported by the rich people. So just like when you see those galas and stuff, it's always they do it for their sponsors who usually have a lot of money. Well, yeah, but the she's gala like, itself cost a hundred thousand dollars to put on, and they like raised five hundred dollar plates. Yeah, they yeah. raised a hundred and fifty thousand, but a hundred thousand dollars. Why don't we just donate the hundred? Because they donate more money. Well, later. Isn't it something crazy like? And maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but like Red Cross only donates like 2% of donation. Maybe, I don't know. But I mean, that's a large organization. Salvation Army is the only one I know from what I heard is like 
80% of it goes back to the people. I think goodwill, it's like when you got a CEO, and here's the thing, I'm all about paying people what they're worth. Like, okay, even if you're quote unquote nonprofit, because the only difference between a profit and nonprofit is just how you file with the IRS. Yes. There's absolutely not, you could be a nonprofit and not donate almost any money. That's why yeah. the Warriors project got destroyed. But um, nonetheless, so anyways, she was saying, you know, I would treat, um, you know, old buyers the same. I was like, well, that's fair. I was like, as long as their personalities and stuff aren't, you know, you have to, you have to go off the personality, not the price point. Do you, uh, do you ever catch yourself? Like, I think in this business you have to kind of wear a lot of hats, right? So when I'm, I've got like, I've got some real, real country clients, like real country. Those are my people. And I end up like leaving that appointment. I feel like I got a twang at the end <laughs> of the appointment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're matching the personality. You're matching the personality. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, I, I find that funny. We're supposed to mirror. There's a point to where you mirror. Um, but no, anyway, so yeah, it was kind of nice. Like I've always said, you know, I, I treat kind of the people same now. You know, if you have a high end listing, you kind of do like a video tour or something. Whereas, you know, a $50,000 house, you're not going to do a video tour. It's just not applicable. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, some people will go the extra effort. Like you're talking about Tammy. They're going to go take that $200,000 buyer over a trailer trailer buyer because what's the time cost on that you know what i mean yeah what's the value there but i don't know we're getting kind of like what you said like we're getting people out and once you can leverage out you should grow now your net drops mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of sucks but at the same time like the first time we had to see you're the easy example because you never did buyers so no. any buyers that close with you are technically just extra money you think about it the first time I wrote the check for, I'm trying to get set up on dot loop. Put it away. The first time I wrote, we had to split the commission check with our buyer's agent. You and got greedy. Was, it was, no, he didn't get greedy. No, I said you got greedy. I got so greedy. I'm, I'm like, man, yeah. I was like, man, I could have closed that so easy by myself. Like I didn't need him. I didn't need him, but I'm like, that's, I, I gotta, I gotta be okay with that. So if you run the numbers though, like what I did with those goals up there, 44 buyers, I'm like, I ran the numbers. You're like, are you okay giving away X amount to make this amount? Yes. Yeah. But the first time, man, I'm telling you the first, the first easy one you get, the first sign call where he's like, Hey, I want to check out this house and you pass it off to your buyer's agent. Right. And they write on that one. It's like, oh, what I had to do is show Are up. you ever going to get your own damn signs? No. You're never going to pay $400 for your own signs. Man. You're so dumb. They keep going to the office. What do you mean? People call and they always have to transfer you. And they transfer them to me. Just get your own sign with your number so they call you directly. It looks like I've got a call center working for me. Yeah, between nine to five. What about after that? We'll get the voicemails in the morning. Oh, my God. You you got to set your own hours in this business. You know, I come here early in the morning. I check the voicemail in the office and I take all the calls and I delete them. Uh, At Anna McKissick. (laughs) Anna McKissick. If you heard what Trent said. Please acknowledge that. Just kidding. I don't want any of Ben's buyers, let alone off his listings. You can't handle our buyers. <laughs> right. Can't. My tires would get taken off my truck. So what uh what let's talk let's find a let's find a quick quick topic, business related. We've been kinda of all over the place. What? Oh, let's talk about prediction, California real estate. 
specifically LA is going to go downhill just like New York City. Yes. 100%. Well, everyone's moving out. Everybody's moving out. They want to raise taxes up to 50%. And people are saying, screw that. AOC, 70% for 70% tax bill. Tax bill. Great. AOC, baby. I hope California does break off and slide off. They literally, the homeless are going to run over that city because they just want to do whatever they want. They're going to take over the nicest areas in California with the best weather and just. Okay, so then where does take over? A lot of that is foreign money. In California? In California. There's a lot of rich people over there in Hollywood. And but stuff I'm saying like, that like too. a lot of like a lot of the real estate in California is purchased by foreign money because it's like here's a problem when you do high taxes. People leave high tax. But I'm not I'm not saying so the foreign money goes out there as a place to put their money. Were they yeah, back because, in 08, they because, bought the houses. Well, and stuff. because like no, because like other countries in China bought a bunch of property. I, I was listening to from like building bricks. Essentially, like I think that's the <laughs> building bricks. So mm-hmm. The Chinese government has like can basically like access your money or something like that. So, yeah. but they can't access property in U.S. So they so they put their money in, in property property in the U.S. Right. So a lot of those property, like a lot of New York properties, are just foreign buyers putting their money in like They're a savings or something. Yeah. yeah. So, what happens to L.A.? What happens to to New York? Um, well, they if they all start selling, it's even because. Because ever since like COVID, like a lot of people moved away and they're like, oh, I don't have to stay in New York. Like there's mass exoduses supposedly from what people yep. are talking about from like large cities to out back to the suburbs. Like the suburbs are becoming the hot thing again. Like New Jersey's blowing up because everyone's leaving New well, York. Well, it all circles back. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a tandem. Yeah, yeah it's always going to be thing, but So I think, dude, I'm thinking, you know, you're hearing all these people leaving LA now. Like screw this, I'm getting out because taxes are too high. They're They're ridiculous. The laws are stupid. Like, look at Portland and Seattle. How many people would think are going to start leaving there? How many people are leaving LA? And how many people are leaving New York City? Yep. Three big, horribly ran cities with high taxes. But th- that's the benefit about being in the Midwest. I hate to say it. Like, we don't, we feel it, but we don't feel it. Things are like kosher in the Midwest usually. It's like, we don't get that. I think some, we're right here. It's a couple of years ago when I first got in. It's like, it's very consistent. Yep. It's it's not going to jump real high. It won't drop real you'll low. Feel, you'll feel both. You'll but feel it just both. Like, it's yeah. like little waves. Little waves in the ocean when it's nice yeah. and calm. You go up and down, up and down. Yeah. You feel you like feel it bigger. enough, but you're not getting thrown off. Yeah. Like Besides, San, Fran- well, San Francisco, yeah. you know, 100 offers on a piece of crap property oh, at 500000 We're never going to see gonna that. They're going to tear down and rebuild. Right. We're, we're going to get... They we're doing that a little bit in Cincinnati, though. They're, Blue they're, Ash, Madeira. Blue Ash, Sycamore. I mean, area. High Park. Yeah. They're doing the, I they don't, would pay two hundred grand for a property, tear it down and build a $2 million or I mean, the money's five. there. Fuck. That's the craziest thing. And And... So what happens if, because I think that the, I think in Dayton, we might be opposite. I think that a lot of people are wanting to move downtown. And I think that might be because our downtown was so. Yeah, I lived downtown in college. But it, it was not what it, when it our, is now. When our, when our not families what it grew is up, they had, they had the arcade and everything downtown Dayton was a right. spectacular thing. And people wanted to go downtown, and now it has not gone that. But people are investing money downtown. There's a half lot, million dollar condo. Half for million sale. dollars. Con- I mean, that's great. That's, that's great. Years. Now we also need property that's you know, two hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars. That the funny thing is, there's plenty of areas around Dayton that are super cheap. Yes, and they're not good areas supposedly by supposedly. what the sheriff department says. Yeah, <laughs> I lived off one of them, but uh, but also now like. 
if you would have told me like when I lived there in college and tell me now, like, hey, you're going to have half a dollar. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. Mendelssohn Warehouse got turned into a giant condo complex. So slick. I now. always thought it'd be cool over by Dragon Did Stadium. Did you see the, ice, ice house somebody in Dayton just listed a, a condo in the Firefly building? Um, And it's, it's a building I've never seen it before in my life. Yeah. $600,000 condo. It's so dumb. It's going to be, it's going to be sold. See. I bet. Yeah, above the Schuster Center, but we're a but national anyways. podcast. We've got people from all over the country. We're huge. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll outside of Dayton, I think. But nonetheless, I think those bigger cities, people are going to, you know, they're going to start leaving. Like New York's been dropping the value for a while since 2015. It's over bill, right? Isn't that the thing well, that they say? They don't, but they have zero. I always list. No, it always it, blows my mind. It's like, it's they not have, over bill. I think what it was is leases are really high. They put the lease cap on it and it's like, I've heard of stories where people were building like brand new complexes in the middle of the build and everything's been approved. They come back and say, Hey, you can't do any of that. And they have to redo a ton of it. So developers are like, well, fuck you guys. Like but, I'm not going to spend all this money developing. You guys keep changing your mind every week. But I, I hear stats like all the time. Like we have a 0% occupancy rate, but we have so many vacant buildings. Like what does that? I don't know what that means. Like they, all I know is from my understanding since 2015, real estate's actually been on decline. Prices. And I think LA is going to kind of do it because it's been so high. Maybe not San Francisco. I'm not saying I all mean, of California, the super, but the super luxury market, I mean, is they were talking about like how you would have like $5 million houses and homeless people camped out in front of the gates, like these houses in like LA or mature Boulevard. Is that it? Then whatever people probably understand what I'm talking about, but I'm like, who would want to have like a $5 million house? The only thing California has going for it's the damn weather. <laughs> it's like if California was like Ohio weather, you'd have $200,000 houses. Yeah. If Ohio was California, We'd be the same way, except no homeless people there because they would uh, put a kibosh on that. What is, doesn't New York do something also where like all homeless have a place to stay? Potentially. I'm California pretty- just lets them stay wherever. You can't do anything. You like, you literally can't move their property off the sidewalk because it's personal property and like cops can't move that and they will uh, get in trouble. Like you can't touch someone's personal property even if it's laying in the middle of the sidewalk. Really? Well, that's California. Stupid laws, man. I mean, their tax rate's so high. Why? Why live there? Because the weather. I bet you that I bet hundred well, percent the weather. It. If I, it was seventy two every day, you know how many people be look at look at Seattle highest last I read like five years ago highest suicide rate. It's fucking raining three hundred days of the year. Jeez. In California, it's seventy two degrees and perfect almost all the time. But also, they probably have a house Phenomenal. in Florida that they spend two hundred and sixty days at. Bro, if someone. Well, okay, so you're saying tax. I was gonna well, say yeah, someone has a house in California. We've got in Florida. we've got we we've got family friends who you know, hit it big. First thing they did was buy a house in California and live there 200 and some days out of the year. Yeah. And then they're back up here, up here. Like you have to be living in Florida. Like two thirds of the year. Yeah. You can't just just have an address down there and make it your home. How do they know you live down there though? I I mean, I'm sure it's one of those things like if you get audited, but I'd rather not get audited for, I mean, if you're talking that much, of a write-off Tax savings, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't want to get audited on ten years of that. But anyways, I think it'll be interesting to see what those, how fast those plummet, and you know, because once you know how it is, is like a snowball effect. Once one person sells, they're like, "Hey, people are leaving. Maybe we should leave." Do you think we'll feel anything? Do you think we have any, any ripple effect from New York, California? No, none. If anything, they might try and find investment properties here, which they already milked Columbus hard. Speaking of, if if you are an investor, check out Dayton, Ohio. I mean, seriously. I mean, they missed it. They missed it back in 08, 09. Well, I I still think it's Columbus was a 
Columbus was where it was at. Cincinnati's great though. Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, meh. Dayton's meh. But I think there's, I think, I think it's right for it. I think that you have. I mean, you can invest stuff. anywhere though. But I mean, Dayton isn't that great. It's like, okay, you got Cincinnati there. Okay, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> you can go buy a. We've got those investors from from out of out, out of state, and they're like, I can go buy a property for five hundred thousand dollars and get twenty five hundred dollars in rent out here, or I can go buy a property for two hundred thousand dollars and get nineteen hundred dollars in rent out in Dayton. Right. Why would I not do that? I'm not saying you're not wrong, but it just it depends trying, on. I'm trying to get business here, Trent. Well, you're doing it a horrible way. Numbers don't make sense. Numbers don't make sense. No. What do you think? No one's gonna buy two hundred thousand property rent for nineteen hundred uh, if they actually run the numbers. Yeah, anyone who's coming from California, New York, or like Seattle area, they'll they'll look at they'll look at date and be like, man, I can buy five houses for the price here, but they also have different lending standards, and also they don't understand the market that a two hundred thousand dollar house rents for like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So the numbers aren't even at one percent. So any mildly smart investor who rents properties knows. If okay. you're looking to just in appreciation, it's not like ten percent. If like you're it is just there. looking to get some cash out of your pocket, give me a shell. <laughs> I'll spend it for you. Okay, but um, I don't. Know, I thought those markets were interesting. I think it's interesting those people are leaving. So it's like, are you going to see all these people moving back to suburbs, or is it like, isn't, isn't, or the people who couldn't move in the city are like, oh, I can get in there now, and then everything just levels out. I have no idea. I think if you're in the suburbs, you're in the suburbs. I don't think people in the suburbs are like, I need to get to New York City. Well, maybe some people are living there because they wanted to be downtown New York. But I think, I think if you're, see, I think the. I mean, suburb, I have no idea. So I've the never, suburbs of New York, I think, like if you can't afford New York City, you're, you're in like Hoboken, which is just, I mean, it's yeah, a that's city. what I'm saying. So it's Hoboken. You got to take an hour train ride or whatever it is. But the I don't, point being is like, I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah. It's like a theory. It's like, is it literally everyone's going to move out? And no one's going to go back in to fill in, or is it going to be? The I people think, who always wanted to go there I, would I be think, like, finally, I can get a place. And maybe, again, maybe uh, we've got a ton of New York City listeners. So thank you guys. Reach out to us. Um, Ryan, sorry, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, uh, seriously, Ryan, big fan of ours. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the support. Really love it. Um, we'll send you a picture. Yeah, yeah. We, if you want us, I mean, we can send you anything. Sit down for coaching. I'm pretty sure they're doing a Bravo million dollar listing Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. They, well, I mean, I keep getting blown up and I'm like, guys, like chill out. Like I've, I've got my own path I want to take down. Like I'm not interested. Um, I'll have to buy a new pair of pants if that's the case. Dude, if I had, if I got on TV, <laughs> I'd have to buy a new pair of pants for sure. I'll have to get like LeBron hair plugs yeah. or uh, actually Elon Musk hair plugs. Cause he didn't lose his hair. Again. He didn't lose it. This looks good. He was like balding when he first got sold PayPal, and all of a sudden he has his luscious thick hair. <laughs> That's what I need. Um, Spaceship and some good hair. Shit. <laughs> oh, um, anyways. I think that the people moving out of New York are like the upper, like the upper, the million dollar condos. Cause like, I mean, they're paying all that money. Yeah, it's the same thing as California, high ass taxes. But your typical, your, your, Majority of New Yorkers are still going to be there. It's going to, I think the luxury market. I mean, what the hell do we sit. know? I don't know, but yeah, I like what to do predict. we know? I know. We're like news people. Do you, you, we're like weathermen. You just make accusations and yeah. who cares if you're right or wrong. You've got a haircut today, right? Yeah. What's, what's that like for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll go. I sit down, have a good conversation, uh, get it cut, get it shampooed. Do you enjoy my conversation more than the barber? enjoy the barber conversation. I think that's fair. It's a highly more intelligent. 
um, adult conversation. You've chosen that we to have. do fifty podcast episodes with me at this point. This is well, fifteen. 50. Actually, 16. This is 17. 50. 50? 50. 50. Why are you always... This is our 50th episode. No. There's only 15 out right now. This is our 50th episode. Thank you, guys. Are you are you walking <laughs> out on that? I'm not walking out on that. I still got stuff to say. Um, but anyways, so let's get back to brass tacks. Okay. What's the number one thing you can do in your business right now? What's the number one thing you could fix in your business right now? Consistency. It's always going to be consistency, I think, for me until I get consistent. And what? I'm consistently saying consistency. Yeah, but you can be consistent. What's the one so, thing okay, you so need to actually, be most consistent in right, to so improve it? If we're talking... That's Anna. Um, so thanks for getting thanks involved for on really it. it. Nice job, Anna. Um, I think... I used to think it was consistency, but now I know that I can consistently get leads. So you hit at that ceiling. What is it? It's either a, a system, a tool, or a person. I think it's a system for me. I think I need okay. to systematically be inputting our leads, all leads that we get, you know, expireds, terminated, uh, sign calls. I think I need to systematically be putting our leads into the CRM, creating opportunity, and assigning each one with a touch plan, a smart plan. Uh, touch plan for those not Keller Williams, those not Keller Williams agents. But if I can do that right now, I know I can get leads. Mm-hmm. But now I need to know, okay, once I have that lead, what does the system look like to have them there? Does that make right. sense? Yeah, that I bit. think is the number one thing I can do. So, do you have a touch? Do you have your plan or whatever your your smart plan, your touch? Do you have one different from Mets and not Mets? Yes. Okay. The not Mets is just a twelve direct. Um, it's a lot of the, a, a lot of my not mess just from the nature of what we do prospecting. The main thing I mm-hmm. only have is their address and their phone number. So I don't have email. So they're not set up on an email com- campaign. Mm-hmm. So our non mets are text calls and, uh, mailers, direct mail. Okay. The 33 touch I'm still working on. It's 36. It's 36 touch. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. The next year, 37 touches next year. <laughs> By the year 2020, it's going to be 150 touches. And you will never be able to talk to them because they you. Block need you. to, and you need to be doing five drive-bys per month. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's, you want people to not forget about you. Stalk them. Yes. Mail pictures of their family and say, hey, I heard you were talking to another agent. Anyway, so that's my number one thing is to systematically organize our prospects and leads into a system and if we can do that that way they're all in one place it's no longer a guessing game i like how command or whatever crm you use for us it shows you that potential income and what stage they are in. i know pipe drive i think is one that does it mm-hmm. um i like something well, where almost I can, every real estate yeah. crm has some type of like conversion function. yeah i like yeah. to i like to visibly see where okay you know buyer agent one buyer agent two i see you know we've got a hundred people in the beginning stage why are we not by the end of it, we either need mm-hmm. to get rid of 10 or move 10 along. Okay. That's what I think I need to work on. Gotcha. I am working on kind of go hand in hand. So like the referral side of stuff, staying con- pretty much staying in contact with current and past clients, but that tails into like the marketing and reaching out to people. So we're do we like ramped up and did, a- we got a nice newsletter letter going out. Great newsletter. I appreciate that. Doing videos. Huge giveaway this week. You, you, know what's, you know what's funny with that newsletter? What? I said send it to everybody. 
and our, I told my admin, I was like, just send it to everybody. Didn't realize these other agents were in there. Yep. Did not realize you guys. I was like, I got a response from like some other people like, oh, it looks great. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, let them if see people it. don't want it, they'll just decline. But um, so doing those newsletter, a lot more videos, and then like client giveaway stuff, which we're running like, you know, you send us a referral, it's 10 entries. You comment on the specific post, it's five. You like any post from this, like or comment any post from here on out. It's like one entry. How big do you believe in? All right, here's one for you on giveaways cool stuff. Okay, yeah. ready for this? Twelve small giveaways, two big giveaways. Twelve small or giveaways. two big? I say twelve. Twelve giveaways. You do one a month. What, what's the worst that happens? I like the idea of. I, just I mean, doing I hate massive giveaways. Like a mat. Like a. Like I've thought about doing because you're not doing your touch. You're not. How are you supposed to get people to interact? I rather have twelve right. small interactions than people saying, "Yeah, I want that you one can big maybe one." Do 12, 11 small giveaways, building up to one large giveaway. Yeah, I mean, you can do larger giveaways if you want. I'll I just think make that sponsors like, when, pay I, for when it. I've done like I've done like fifty dollars gift cards. I don't like that because it doesn't bring any context to it. Well, so what I've done, like I've done, like so uh, we just, have a house in uh, listing in yeah. Miamisburg. Miamisburg has a lot of small local shops. Comment your favorite local shop in Miamisburg and you get a $50 gift card to the place of your choice. Right. Which but I can. get, I get, I mean, I probably got like 10 interaction, like 10 comments. That's good. It's good. But what if that would have been like comment and like and share this post and you get a free cruise? See, I try that comment, like, share stuff and right, it just yeah. never works for you me. To, for me. Have, well, no, I agree. I, I think only have, have like do- so less than 300 people on my Facebook, so it's hard to reach out, but I'm like, I got the news. So case in point, this month's giveaway is a three month wine subscription. So it's $133. It's pretty cool. That's a great gift. I mean, if you don't like wine, don't register, but, um, it's three months. So I'm like, okay, that's not bad. We push down on the email. We're going to do a reminder every Friday. The Monday before the drawing, we'll do it. The Thursday before we'll do one. And then we'll do the an announcement. So all we're trying to do is get interaction. So whether it's on that post or any previous post, we get people that comment and like on it. So it stays in front of other people. And then also, if people send us referrals, they get 10 entries. So it's a way to try and build. There has to be something. Yeah. I don't want shares and tag three friends. It just doesn't work, I think, for what we do. It works well for, like, when my wife's shop gives away something or, you know, that will work. Share, tag three friends to get, like, a whole platter or something. That works. Yeah. I think for us, it's weird because we're salesmen. So yeah. people see us as slimy. I, like, I hey, think- come register and give me your birth certificate and your social security number and then you can win her in her well, they, they gift know card. with your wife they want not, you follow up yeah, yeah she's not gonna be she's harassing not calling them, so. you but they know when they comment something on us mm-hmm. that's why i'm making involved. it i mean it's it's technically open to anyone but it's technically more towards clients because it's not so weird like hey you got this how's it you know i'm trying to build that rapport up i think what i'm doing is going to work a lot better yeah. So we got the YouTube up. So we're trying to guess six subscribers on hey, YouTube. Hey, you, hey. you're a thousand away from how many we have on our pod. Yeah. So six thousand subscribers. We're doing that. So I'm like, how can I do this and make it fun? So it's more, it's more the marketing side slash building the client stuff. So I can do the fifty. I want business to be fifty percent referral, fifty percent new clients. So 50, I maintain 50, so 50, I ma- fifty in your third fourth year. Third 50, year, fifty referrals. I mean, that's what we're working towards. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I mean, that's impressive. I can build on new clients I want, but it's like, at what point do they burn out and not return? So it's just like Walmart. How do you get people to come back to the door? Yeah, 
you have someone out there smile, greet you, see if you need anything. You have cheap prices or whatever. Make life easy. You open up, you go from just selling stuff to open up a whole produce section. Or if you're Kroger's, you go from produce to selling a bunch of home shit that you never thought they'd sell. Like where, where do you take it? Now they're selling diamond rings. Yeah, they, they got jewelry. They, had jewelry. they had a jewelry store there. So it's like, where do you go and what, what works and what doesn't work? Yeah. So I think the marketing side, staying in contact with clients is the best bet. You and have to try a ton of things. Just, you know, it's just any general marketing I can get to steal everything from like Zillow and all the other people who are turning from pay the subscription to give us your referral, give yeah. us a referral fee. Because the problem is, with that stuff is like eventually Zillow's gonna be like, hey, we're a broker, so we want thirty percent. Okay, what's thirty percent of a hundred thousand dollar buyer? That's nine hundred bucks out of three grand. If you're paying a buyer's agent, you're out nine hundred, so now twenty one hundred. You do fifty fifty on the twenty one hundred, that puts you at five hundred fifty bucks. You understand the money behind it, like I understand like the data behind like the sales side of it. This so what I need to do, I'm I was thinking about this, it's like there's a couple other things I could do to start business wise. It's like I need to find someone, get the real estate business up to 15, 20 million, get someone to kind of manage this, like to run the sales side. And I just work on the business yeah. and then go do the other stuff I want to do. I got five businesses going. I feel like I could really manage. When you talk about the numbers of like things, sometimes I know, my brain I, just goes. <laughs> I talk numbers. I see Ben like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I never you, say, thought of that. you say it so quick. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, go back. Where am I at? <laughs> it's like, but I will. The reason I can say it so quick is. From 2017 on my deployment till now, all I've done is read, watch YouTube videos, study it, all real estate. Now it's like business oriented stuff, but it's all been that stuff. So I understand the numbers. Like this is what we're looking at. Yeah. And I wait to read something about new conversion ratios or that's why you have a 36 set of 33 because more people are going online. They're going towards Zillow. So unless you're really staying in contact with them more frequently, they're going to go to Zillow. But I think that the ultimate thing to beat Zillow is you need an app that's going to beat Zillow. Um, you will never, you will never hundred percent erase Zillow. No. What Zillow's you can do, you just have to stay in, in front of them one way or the other. You have to figure out a good combination of texts, calls, emails, mailers, client events. That's the perfect ratio to that. It's not too much. It's not too annoying that you're always there. Someone's like, Hey, let's look at this house. Let's keep trying to call. You need to have enough people understanding, Hey, don't click ask an agent. Just call me. <laughs> right. How or or have the person be like, no, I got an agent and they just hang up. Yeah. Because here's the point. I'm going to miss out on like a $500,000 new build commission because a client who told me they weren't ready to sell for like two years, we're only a year into it. All of a sudden we're like, hey, we're ready to sell our house. I'm like, okay, great. What's going on? They're like, well, we found this lot. We already talked to the builder. We did. I'm like, F I tried to weasel in there. Dude, did not happen. Yeah. This lady shut me down hard. I, I was call, like, shit. We had, we had a, I feel like I didn't do anything for us. I'm not mad, but I'm like, I just missed out on probably 10 grand because 2%. I'll tell you, and I'm going to keep this hush hush. So, um, builders, hey, hey. Uh, just skip like 50 seconds ahead. You don't do anything. No, you do. You can. Yeah, well, we've set, uh, we've, got a thing, couple, we've got two builds under contract right now. We set them up on, we went through the first meeting. We sat down with them. We right. read through the contract as best as we can, but it's not our own contract. They write their own contract. And at this point now, we're just making sure that timelines are checked. I'm checking with the builder, but like... It's timelines, but really making sure the builder does what the hell they say because that salesperson yes. is working for the builder. Yes. If they say something, one of the other agents brought up a good point because I was asking about this. He's like, he's like, you make sure they do what they're going to say they do. The builder's like, oh, we'll fix that later. Just sign to finish the deal. No, it's, it's got to get done now. It has to get done before it, that. And they don't know any better. And, and, and that's you, what I'm going to run. I feel like my one buyers, that's what's going to happen to them. I feel, I'm like, because they really like that builder. They've already pretty much done a lot of the stuff. 
um, besides finalizing that sales agent, she was not, she's like, I was, I was an agent for a few years and I was like, I felt like I was just stealing money for people. So I said, screw that stuff. No offense. I'm like, okay. Cause you're a builder and you don't yeah, do anything. You're, you're not stealing money from clients. I was like, yeah. You're 40% yeah. markup right now. Yeah. I was like, okay. But anyways, I was like, I feel bad. Cause I told him, I was like, legally, technically I can't help you. Cause our, you know, insurance won't cover me unless we, if there's any type of commission, I'm good. But, but if there's no commission, to, it, has, it also has to look like you actually tried. Like you can't right. do a hundred dollars and be like, has to be like five a minimum of 500 bucks but i was like i told him i was like i'd love to help you guys but i'm kind of limited because she won't let me because you already talked to her before yeah. like she's like i didn't even know you existed until last week i'm like fuck um so i can't help i mean part of it is like yeah i'd love to make some money and i don't want to sit here and help someone and not get paid but at the same time i was like i won't be covered i told him i was like yeah. legally unless i get some type of commission i won't be covered on my you know so if you guys would get mad about something you came back on me that's why people ask me like free free real estate advice. I was like, well, sure. I can give you some, but I'll give you some vague ass stuff. I'm not going to detail because one, I'm not free. And two, you can come back to like, well, he told me I didn't have to do this or that. And then I can get sued even though I was no part of the deal. How about when, uh, we've had a couple family members go for sale by owner. Oh no. And then at Christmas, they asked me a question. Well, you you know, cause you're, you're selling your house for sale by owner. What do you need the question? You, you, you know how to do this. Like, sorry, I can't help you. Can't help you. And they're like, what do you mean? We're family. It's like, yeah, we're family and you're selling your house for sale by owner. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck. Best of luck to you, buddy. I want to ask you to come work on, if you're a plumber, for my you house know, for my, free. Uh, my sister posted on, oh, wow, I should not put her on blast like yeah. this. She posted, she posted uh, family drama. we're buying a house in Colorado. If anybody knows anything about buying a house, <laughs> let me know. Your sister said that? Yes. This should tell you how good of an agent Ben is. Sarcasm and sarcasm. We don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Our, pack, family, our podcast is not long enough for that. Family, uh, family. it's true, though. Family won't use you. Well, yeah, that's that's how I got some deals. They don't want you to know the personal my, stuff. My parents didn't use me. What? what does he want? I don't know, man. Oh, my gosh. Blowing you up. I know. It can't be that hard. Connor. Connor, I'm get off the phone. Um, I'm on the pod right now. So we're kind of over the board on this one, but real estate in big cities probably going downhill. My prediction. We are working on our businesses and figuring out what the hell we're doing with process and systems. But um, what do you want to end this with? Being poor is hard. Being rich is hard. Choose your heart. Choose your heart. All right, guys. This is Trent Bargy. Benjamin Bolton. You can follow us at Real Pursuit Podcast on Instagram. You can reach me and Ben anywhere, everywhere. Check us out. Dayton, Cincinnati area if you guys need anything. Peace out.